0: The Max Level podcast for January 13th, 2020 is made possible by Level Down Games. Check us out over at leveldowngames.com for the latest reviews and brand new episodes of both Max Level, a video game podcast every Monday, and PG Mania, a video game music podcast every Wednesday. On with the show. The following episode has been paid for by the New World Order. Wait a second. No, it hasn't. This is Max Level. This is Level Down Games. Creeping through with an overhead view Cause a man's gotta do what a man's gotta do So I stay on
1: track, collect the facts Never cut the slack, and I always watch my back for Jack. Touchdown with Zelda, yeah As soon as I spend I'm the man with the plan Cause the power's in my head, and the power's in my hands the
2: with Zelda, There's a cool arcade bar right down the road for me, and I, I went a few weeks ago, and it was hella fun. Five bucks, all you can play, and if you beat the high score, you get a free entry in. That's not bad. No, it, it was really good. A lot of cool, cool pinball machines are looking to grow, but they had like Pac-Man, Miss Pac-Man, uh, POW. Is that a is that a new thing that this that just opened up? No, man, Miss Pac-Man is old. <laughs> no, I, I understand that, Frank.
0: <laughs> I just met the the arcade bar. If it was a new thing that just opened up down the road, it
2: is. Yeah, it opened up a few months ago, and it's they do like a family thing during the weekend, for like for kids from like twelve to five. Kids can go in, and then That's yeah, cool. after, yeah, it is really cool. I mean, it's it's a little tight in there, but I was playing the old school, the Ninja Turtles game. That was fun. I remember playing that. So it's crazy because, you know, you just hit continue. You know, you're not putting quarters in. And I beat the Ninja Turtles game and it would have cost me like $40 in quarters. And I'm like, this is insane how these games were designed for you not to beat, but for you to just throw Oh, in absolutely. My God. You never realize that as a kid. You're just naive. You're like, Mom, can I have another five bucks in quarters? Another five bucks in quarters? You know, and it's like, holy smokes. I think it's a little unfortunate. Oh, I agree. It's unfortunate. Yeah, because some of those games are really fun. Like that Ninja Turtles game was hella fun.
0: Turtles, X-Men, Simpsons. Those alone. It's unfortunate that it took so much money to actually complete those games in an arcade setting. But it's also unfortunate that uh, the only way that we can experience sort of like arcades again is through a bar setting. Like barcades obviously have been growing in popularity over like the last decade. Like there was one when I lived in Vegas on Fremont Street on the other side of Fremont Street. Uh, in, like, 2010 or something like that. Like oh, it was, wow. It, okay. it was actually, like, you know, and that was a major deal then. So I, I've seen these sporadically. Like, there's one not too far from me here in Ohio as well. So these things are just growing in popularity. But it's unfortunate that they are, while regular arcades are almost non-existent anymore. It's awesome though
1: and a good reason like it's because arcades were what our generation did
0: I know and now our generation is old enough to go to bars and drink I know (laughs) exactly yeah no it's it's smart you
2: know what goes around kind of comes around kind of thing yeah like you said arcades have been dying but yeah I, I remember that's I used to take my allowance man do my chores and I'd get my allowance and I used to since I lived. Fucking there. Kahunaville, man, up at the Eastwood Mall. Kahunaville, but then with me, me living on an air base, I was able to just hop on my bike and go up to the local like BX or whatever. And there was always an arcade in there, man. I played Mortal Kombat 3 so much. Oh my God, I miss it. But yeah, Kahunaville was
0: crazy. Kahunaville at the Eastwood Mall, man. That's that's the one that I always go back to the most oh, because I yeah. think that's the one that's, uh, you know, living in from the area that, that Dan and I are from. Like that was the, the major one that we could go to that was close enough. But, Frank, I know you had some that were so much closer, like, in walking distance.
1: <laughs> oh, man. I, I, I could literally walk, like, four or five blocks down to, like, a little corner bodega that had ten arcade games, if I, if I really wanted to.
2: And I did. Oh, that's insane. Yeah, I'd have been in trouble if it was in walking distance.
1: <laughs> I spent a lot of money. Oh
2: yeah. Now you don't have to.
0: You spend it on the drinks, and you get to play the games for free.
1: Well, that's uh, true. Uh, but honestly, man, all these things are coming around. So they're doing adult summer camps as well now. What the hell is that? I was about to
2: say, yeah. What is that?
1: <laughs> they're like five to six day vacation things where you're at a summer camp with you know with, with, with other people, and there's it's almost like a cruise but on land. So there's activities, there's archery, there's all those things you would do at a summer camp. There's also like alcohol and debauchery and like all, everything is planned out along the time.
0: Huh. I don't <laughs> so know that a, I would... I, I don't know that that sounds appealing to me. Yeah.
1: Well, for, for me, it's a renaissance fair. You just go there and I'll uh, and
0: It's just... It's, it's, it's <laughs> I'm, drink, I'm drinking, I'm throwing
1: axes and shooting arrows. But they, they legit have these things of arts and crafts time and... And wearing a skirt. Uh, no, I wasn't wearing a skirt, but I was not wearing underwear. <laughs> it's so disgusting. It was a nice tunic. It was fraying. I can see why uh, I was doing that. What if
0: you didn't know, Frank? <laughs> yes, please. We don't need to hear about yeah. this. Yes. This is Max Level, a weekly video game podcast brought to you by Level Down Games. For those just joining us, welcome home. Max level is a breakfast pow between five friends usually this week, just three, wrapped up in an all-purpose gaming show. On today's episode, I'm taking a break from discussing games during the campaign game segment, and instead, I'm passing it off to Frank and Dan to discuss Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order and Hollow Knight. From there, we had a Pokémon Direct take place this past Thursday, and the crew is going to dissect every piece of information we learned coming out of that 20-minute presentation, including our hype levels for each announcement. I'm your host, Brian. And joining us this week, we have Frank. What up, players? No sounds this week, as (laughs) Sean is not here in the sound booth. The sound booth is currently empty. Kyle also not here. But we have the villain of the show. It's Dan.
2: Oh, yeah. Two weeks in a row, baby. (laughs) MLB the show 20. Let's go.
0: (laughs) Did I
1: say Game of the Millennium? Kyle's oh, sworn oh. enemy,
0: and according to some of the stuff he said in Discord. Yes. Never again, never again will we allow that to happen. Oh, <laughs> Although, I will it. say, the uh, I, I'm so thankful for everyone out there that has reached out about the, the Shenmue save and the changes that we made to Thunderdome for quarter one, and the changes that we're going to keep going forward with uh, the rest of the, you know, Thunderdome's existence. It, the, the, it went over really well. And I was very happy that it did, because I was a little nervous changing something that already had worked. But apparently the Shenmue save went over really well. So that's really cool.
2: That's awesome. Yes. Special shout out
0: to Dance with the Dead for allowing us to use their music for all of our content. Everyone absolutely needs to go check these guys out and support their music. They can be found on Bandcamp, Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube pretty much everywhere. Check them out. You will not be disappointed. And don't forget their new EP drops this Wednesday on the 15th titled Blackout. I don't exactly know how many tracks are going to be on there, but I do know that they're going on tour soon to support that album as well. So if they are Coming to a city near you, I highly recommend checking these guys out. They're so much fun live. They're uh, you know two amazing guys that just are incredible musicians. That are you know they do stuff that we enjoy here at Level on Games, and obviously they're friends of the show. So go check them out if they're coming to a city near you. But if anything, at least stream the album on Spotify and get them some plays. And remember, next week on the show, on the twentieth, so a week from today, we'll have new music for the Maxwell Podcast from that Blackout EP. Don't forget to head on over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to us and leave that five star rating in review. So we'll continue to climb the charts in terms of search results. Man, you haven't done that in a long time. I know. <laughs> it's, been like, it's been like over a year since you've done that. As we transition now into campaign games, I, for the first time in a long time, Don't have anything really relevant to talk about. I've you know, I I can and we'll get to it when we get to the game challenge update. I played a lot of games this week and I finished a lot of games this week, but nothing that I would consider relevant to the time or relevant to what I just want to say about them. I don't have anything else new to say. And I've beaten the horse on every game I've played for the most part. And I don't need to talk about them again. So what I figured here I would do, I would split campaign games this week between Frank and Dan, who do have two games to talk about. And we'll kick things off, Frank, with you, because you have been putting a lot of time into a game that Kyle and I talked a lot about last year. Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. But we've never really got to get your thoughts on it. Also, being a huge Metroidvania fan, uh, you know, just the genre itself. So I'm curious to hear what you think on this.
1: Absolutely. So um, this is a game that I should have finished days ago. But I am very much so a collection. I have to, a completionist. I have to get everything. All the, the Metrovania stuff, going back to the areas, finding the items, finding the finding the chests.
0: That's what's fun. That's what's fun.
1: And I generally love this game, but I don't really want to talk too much about the game because Brian and uh, Kyle kind of beat it to the death. I want to talk about the bad stuff with this game. Actually, not the glitches. Uh very, 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 very glitchy. Worse than a Bethesda game. And. Uh... <laughs> That's not good.
0: You, you being such a Bethesda fanboy, funny to hear uh, you say I, that.
1: I, I am. Uh, and, and I usually let Bethesda slide because their stories are really good, and that's why I do let Star Wars slide because I actually enjoy the story. Um, and I, I, I think that the voice acting is top notch,
0: but okay. it is, it's really well done.
1: But the, the glitches that I'm coming across are game breaking. To the point that I am—I don't really save all that often. And it's one of those things that, you know, when, when you play like long games like RPGs, you learn save often and save as often as you can. Where, whereas I just I'm out there, I'm having fun, I'm doing things. I don't purposely go somewhere to go save the game. But you have to, because there's times where I'll be like in a field or on a planet running, just jumping on rocks and I'll clip into them and I'm stuck. But 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 now when you move, you fall down to your death. And when the game reloads you, it reloads you right back into the glitch. OK. Huh. And uh, th- there's been times where I've been stuck for a good 10 minutes and I could sometimes maneuver myself out of this by just jumping around randomly. I'm hitting a little ri- hitting spots that aren't actually spots just to land on. It's um, really, really bad. At the worst, I've lost about fifteen to twenty minutes worth of gameplay, and it's happened, but this happened multiple times. So I've
0: lost hours worth of the gameplay altogether. That's so weird because. You're playing on PlayStation Four. You're I'll playing play on the con- you're playing the console yes, version. I am. Kyle and I played it through Origin Access on PC. You know, we signed up for the the fifteen dollars back when it came out in November. Played it that way for the for the month that we had Origin Access, and we experienced. In him more so than me, I didn't really experience it at all. Uh, maybe two or three times total. But he even mentioned it in the review that he wrote for com. That there were a lot of instances of like enemies clipping into walls after he had killed them or them falling through the floor. Like he experienced it a lot more often than I did, but never his own character. You're experiencing something that we did not see at all in our playthrough of Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. So I'm wondering if there is some sort of a. Quality balance issue between the PC and the console versions of the game. It's weird. I I, no issues with enemies whatsoever. Okay, see, and we we experienced the opposite. So,
1: wow, everything has been based around Cal. Um, There's certain sections, certain things that happen in the game where you're, you're like on slides and you're like, you're, you're moving left and right and jumping and swinging through things. Yeah, it's uh, on rails. On rails. Those sections, if not timed perfectly, most of the time you fall, you, di- you fall down, you die, and you come back. Again, I'll clip into something as I'm doing this and be stuck there. And like I said, you try, you try to break free. Now you fall to your death and it, it brings you right back th- to there. It's not, it's, it's not good. I don't, I don't like it. Uh, I, I hate having to like seek out every safe
0: spot, but I want to beat this game and get all my stuff. Are you enjoying are you enjoying the overall like aesthetic of the game, though, and the storyline? Because I think that's where Jedi Fallen Order like shines brightest
1: every second of it. In fact, uh, if you're if you're a big Star Wars fan, there's lots of things from even like Clone Wars that are being shown here. Like, like uh, the fact you're on Dathomir, which is where, uh, spoiler alert, Darth Maul is from. In right. Movie. Uh, so you're going to see you know, Night Brothers like him. And it's, 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 it's really, really cool. Uh, the fact that I, I I can't even I can't even say it because I don't want to spoil, but my, my lightsaber is freaking amazing. We put yeah,
0: I, I I love the uh, the lightsaber customization that you can do and finding different pieces and parts to put on it. And then what was really cool was that signing up for Origin Access on PC, it gave like exclusive cosmetics for the uh, for the lightsaber. And they were probably the best looking ones out of the game. So I really never got to mess around too much with the customization because it was amazing looking using the ones that they give you at the start of the game because you're playing on origin access
1: <laughs> I, honestly like i'm at the I'm, I, I'm about an hour maybe two hours tops from the end of
0: this game like I, okay. I you're gonna love you know the ending coming. you're gonna love the end i tell you that right now
1: but uh i'm still not max level and i i, I kind of need to uh, what i'm doing right now is i'm grinding on another planet just to uh just to get myself there yeah yeah Which is, like, but I, I don't have anything bad to say about this game um I think the set
0: piece moments are so good. I mean, obviously, it's very, very uncharted, as we talked about previously on the show when we talked about it. Uh, I I love what just the the direction that Respawn took with this game. I really did. I'm a little saddened that you're experiencing all of these glitches because I I don't want that to take away from the fact that it is an amazing game. So uh, hopefully you're able to get through it to the end.
1: It's going to happen. I'm playing through the end, but if you're if you haven't gotten this yet. Just save often, um, don't be discouraged and try not to be like me and jump into everything. <laughs>
0: Fair enough. Uh, Dan, you have been playing a game that came out even later than Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. You, you're playing a game that came out several years ago. I can't remember exactly what year this game came out, and I'm actually double checking real quick as I talk, so that's why I'm stalling a little bit. Uh, 2017 was okay, wow. this, this game, uh, February 24th, 2017 on PC. You have been playing through game pass, correct? Hollow Knight. Yes, correct. Yes. Yeah. You've been putting a lot of time in the Hollow Knight over at twitch.tv forward slash
2: crazed 11 crazed 11. Thank you for that plug. Uh, yes, I have. I'm I'm going to try to stream it in, in its entirety. Uh, and I am loving this game. I'm sad that it took me so long. But now, like I said, in other podcasts, other episodes, you know, I've been talking about getting back into my love of video games. And this game has really helped me do that.
0: Yeah, back to back, unintentionally, back to back Metroidvanias.
2: Uh, yes, yes, very unintentionally. But uh, I, uh, I I can't speak enough about how much. I love this game, but I also get frustrated. Uh, it was a few nights ago; I had to just quit uh, with my stream. I ended my stream. I just needed to go to bed because it was getting frustrated. But it's not like a frustration; it's it's a love frustration, if that makes any sense at all. No, absolutely. It's 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 a
0: very difficult game. Now, I finished Hollow Knight back in 2017, shortly after it came out. Uh, it's a very, very difficult game. But I will say, if I were to put Hollow Knight in Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, like, Side by side in like a in a in a wrestling match, I would easily choose Hollow Knight over Jedi Fallen Order. Oh wow! Like okay. Ho- Ho- Hollow Knight is a much better experience. It's a beautiful game. Whoa, whoa, I, lo- whoa, I love whoa, the visual. Whoa, 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 whoa! You've never played Hollow Knight, Frank?
1: Right, right. First of all, I have Hollow Knight and I have played Hollow Knight, but I haven't finished Hollow Knight. Uh, second of all, does, does Hollow Knight become a Jedi Knight? Oh.
0: <laughs> it doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. See, the that arts... just shows, that, that just shows your ignorance. The fact that you said it doesn't matter. Okay, it doesn't matter because the art style on the aesthetic that Hollow Knight uses is so much better than Jedi Fallen Order.
2: Such a beautiful game. You sit on the the throne of (laughs) lies. The skill progression is is nice. I was a little frustrated early in the game because I'm like, man, I know I can get up there. I know I need to learn something. But you're not supposed to yet. (laughs) Exactly, I know. (laughs) Exactly. So it's very frustrating. So I I finally learned the wall jump and now I'm like enjoying the game so much more than before that. I've actually been really enjoying watching you play the game i try to tune in every time you're playing it because
0: it's getting me hyped for later this year now i'm not I, I don't plan on going back and playing hollow Knight again but i'm looking forward to the sequel that's coming out later this year
2: well i didn't realize it was going to be such a long game like i figured it I'd is. Come in, it's a lengthy yeah. experience and, and that's fine and it was funny you know i i talked to my wife about these things and you know she was i'm trying to explain to her so i showed the trailer because i hadn't watched the trailer before jumping into this and. I saw the map that the person had unlocked in the, in the trailer. And I was like, Oh my God, there's so much more to this game than I didn't know. Holy crap. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like I only had like, I think four or five sections of the map uh, of the dungeon or whatever unlocked so far. And I'm like, but it's just so fun. Like, you know, you learn a new skill and you're like, wait a minute. I think there was something back over here that now I can use my skill for. And I'm learning how, you know, to buy the, the badges. There's so many badges, but you can buy badges that you can specifically put on the you know the map, so you know if there's something special there that you need to go back to or you know right. pay yourself right, attention right, right, right. to. So I've been starting to do that. I'm learning to do that, but yeah, I'm having so much fun with this. I, I did. I had my. I was only gonna stream last night for a few hours, and I had one of my best streams to date last night. Every I had like a lot Good. of people in there yeah it was fun i had a lot of people in there chatting somebody dropped in just because they saw that i was uh streaming hollow knight and they said it was an under an underrated game and uh yeah it, very it, very
0: underappreciated it really is it
2: really is it's hard to believe what this was this was a kickstarter game correct it was
0: a kickstarter game and actually anyone who backed this game on kickstarter is going to get the sequel for free when it is released
2: oh wow so they're, they're, That's they're just awesome. going to get
0: they're going to give you silk song for free if you back the original But we say it's underappreciated, but it actually is doing quite well in terms of sales. Uh, As of February of last year, 2019, it had sold 2.8 million copies worldwide. Now, that was almost a year ago. I have to assume it's over 3 million, probably closer to like to 3.5 million at this point. So the game has sold and done pretty well.
2: What is retail on that game? Because obviously I got it on Game Pass, so I didn't have to pay anything. It's probably twenty bucks still. Oh my god, twenty bucks? Are you serious? Oh, you if get- I if I
0: if I had to guess off the top of my head, let me look right now. If I go to Steam, it's fourteen ninety
1: nine. I was gonna say I th- I think I picked it for like ten bucks on a Steam sale.
2: That's such yeah. a steal. Like I feel. I mean, even just I think. No, it's 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 12- a cheap game. Yeah, it's 12 cheap. 13 hours in, I feel like I've already, I've got my money's worth. It is it's so great the the soundtrack, the cute little noises the bugs make, your character oh, makes. Christopher Larkin, the uh, composer oh behind the game
0: did such an incredible job with us. It's an amazing soundtrack, it really it is. It
2: really is. It's just like the sounds are so good. Like there's a few uh, it's probably 4 or 5 times while I'm playing this I'm like, "Oh my god, I love this little sound this creature's making or the the characters, you know, the that you uh find throughout in the dungeons they're talking about their stories and stuff like that. I mean it's just uh, it's it's so amazing. I'm so glad that I've decided to open up my gaming and get away from the loser grind.
0: <laughs> it is and it's, it's
2: it's fun streaming it and having people come in and talk and kind of help me out and Last night I was fighting a boss and it was just kicking my ass and everybody was like rooting for me and I finally beat it. And that's the one thing that I like about this too is you kind of get your ass kicked, but you learn every time and you know, and you're not you die, but the the benches are key in this game. Yeah, Make sure it's you, very you know.
0: It's very Dark Souls in that respect for me. Correct. So, like you know, it's it's something where you know, anytime you go up against a boss, you're probably gonna die multiple it, times. 100%. But it's the learning experience. It's the yes. learning experience yes. and figuring out the mechanics, figuring out the patterns that enable you to overcome these things. That's why I like Dark Souls so much. And if you're enjoying this,
2: yeah, I'm gonna have to check that tell out. you to check out maybe
0: yeah. uh, maybe Bloodboard. Maybe Bloodborne because it's it's a, a a little bit of a quicker experience. That's the one that Kyle's going to be playing later this year as well as part of the uh, the game challenge. Bloodborne definitely being my favorite uh, of these Souls-like games. But you might enjoy that aspect because they're brutally difficult, but they're it, it's something that can be overcome. Just like the Hollow Knight bosses, you are you know, with the the right amount of attrition and the right amount of, uh, you know, repetition, you're going to get past it. Exactly. It's, just, it's a learning experience. It's fun.
2: Yep, you're learning like the boss I was fighting, uh, you know. Uh, towards the end of my stream i get in i'm like and i probably say this every time i'm like well this isn't gonna be easy <laughs> which is fine Like, i love the challenge but like you're learning to dash here and jump and and swipe your nail uh you know your sword uh down and it's it's just it, it's so fun I, i'm i'm having so much fun with this game i can't believe that it, it's it's a such a cheap game my god yeah, you were still streaming
0: when I fell asleep last night. I think I had you on. I was laying down and I actually had you on my. I wasn't chatting because I just
2: was kind of. No, that's fine. I, I, was, is I, I always, was so out of it, dude. I was so out of it last night. Working <laughs> is always appreciated. I Anyone mean, stop in, lurk. It's fun. Like I said, I probably had like at one point like 15, 16 viewers and like seven or eight people chatting. Like I said, my, for a small streamer, one of my best streams to date. Yeah, that's fun. incredible. Yeah, I've only planned on, I, I planned on stream, streaming till like 1 and end up going till like 2, 2.30 because we were just having a good time and I was getting to new sections. And I was like, oh, let me just, let me just check this area out. And somebody would be like, oh, yeah, you want to check that area out. And then boom, boss. And I'm like, all right. And then 30 minutes later, I'm finally beating that boss. So it, it's, it's so much fun. That's awesome. I'm glad you're having fun with it.
0: I'm glad you're yeah, enjoying the experience but it's also i think you're you're enjoying it even more because of the the twitch experience as well so
2: yes the twitch experience has has made my love of games even more stronger and it's great to meet you know like-minded people and talk about games and stuff like that and that's the great sure. thing about doing this podcast as well as is- is talking games like this and you guys being able to see my excitement even for a game that's 2 years old. There's a, there's a few people that had stopped in my stream and said, "Man, I haven't played this game in like a year, but watching you play it makes me want to boot it back up." And I'm like, "You know, that's cool. That's fun. It, it, it's, it's 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 such a great thing to be a part of." Yeah, glad you're having fun. Before we get to the game
0: challenge update, it's time for this week's preview of BG Mania, a video game music podcast. We'll be taking a listen to Battle at Journey's End from Octopath Traveler, as this week Brian and Frank give this long overdue episode some time to shine. Enjoy. Don't forget to catch this week's episode of BG Mania, a video game music podcast this Wednesday at 5 a.m. Eastern on your favorite podcast app of choice. But I want to now transition to our game challenge update for 2020. We don't have either Sean or Kyle to update us, but I don't think either of them have finished a game over the past week. Have any of you finished a game for this year? No, I'm close. Yeah, you're getting there. Dan, I know you I don't think you finished anything yet either cuz you've been kind of working on uh
2: Yeah, yeah. I've been working on Hollow Knight, so I might have to ch- shorter game to try to sneak in between, you know, cuz yeah, I'm far away from completing Hollow Knight. Uh, that's okay. Uh, You'll get there. Brian, Can, can I guess? Hmm. 17 games? Yeah, I was going to say Brian's finished enough games for everybody on the max. level. You mean just this week? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well-
0: <laughs> Course just this week because you're a freaking madman i did not finish 17 games this week you're close to what my total is though for the year so far oh but uh, I, I i did not finish 17 games this week but before we get to mine uh i, I want to go ahead and read this email that we received at uh they, they emailed me at brian dot com. but you can email us at max level dot com or reach out on social media but in the uh the first episode of the year uh so that would have been last week we invited all of you the listeners to participate in the game challenge up uh thing as well that we do. And so far, we've had one of our listeners kind of pledge to something. So I want to read that. Uh Brian a Bedroth, friend of the show, he writes in all the time. He gives us so many good ideas and questions and just is, is nice and fun to interact with. And we talk to him a lot on BG Mania as well. But he is partaking in the game challenge update or the game challenge thing with oh, us this year. Awesome. Uh, he is going to commit to beating 12 games this year. Uh, so he's just doing one a month because he is relatively busy. Uh, Full time job and five kids. So, yeah,
2: I'd say that's hard to speak
0: in game time. But he's going to commit to doing 12 games this year, so one a month. And he said since Tetris 99 is not eligible for the main list, his specific gaming resolution will involve it, as it's easily one of his current favorite games to play. So, besides beating 12 games this year, he wants to win at least one Tetris 99 Invictus match. And also reach level one by the end of the year in Tetris 99. So he he said right now he's currently in the high 60s. So he thinks it's doable.
2: That's good. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a good goal to go for.
0: Yeah. So on top of beating 12 games this year, he's going to be fine
2: as long as I'm not playing against
0: you. (laughs) Do you still play Tetris 99? I I hit it every once in a while. I regularly still beat that up. It's It's a fun game.
1: Yeah, it's it's a fun game to jump into just for a few minutes a day sometimes, you know?
0: Yeah, it's it's super fun. It really is. Uh, so so back to my list, I finished one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine games this week. Oh my I had to goodness. count <laughs> I had Jeez. to count. But what's funny about that is that seven out of those nine and really actually eight out of the nine, I was able to put 10 or less hours into. So the first game I finished, I finished Astral Chain. I literally finished that the minute we finished the podcast last week. So we record on Saturday, as I always say, we finished recording uh, at like noon uh, Frank and I did BG Mania later that night. So, I sat down and finished Astral Chain. I thought that I had two chapters left. Chapter 12 is, is an epilogue. So, it doesn't even count for the main story. The credits roll before chapter 12 even starts. So, I was on chapter 11, which is the final chapter of Astral Chain. So, but I did do the epilogue as well. So, I put 3 hours into Astral Chain this week. And then I decided that I wanted to knock off a ton of like smaller games I had on my list. So, I played a little Hi Avenger. I played a little Misfortune. And that was three hours long. I played through Police Stories. That was two hours long. I played through Valfaris. That was five hours long. I played through Black Sad Under the Skin. Frank, you would love that game. That's I uh,
1: have it on I, my wish list.
0: I I did a speed run of that, so I, I kind of did. I skipped a lot of things, but I I spent six hours on that one. Uh, Finding Paradise, which is four hours long. The Banner Saga Two, which is eight hours long. Those are my my short experiences, and that's literally the order that I played them in this week. My main experience, are the order that I finished them. The main experience that I had this week was with Octopath Traveler. I started fresh and I put 50 hours into it and I got to the end of the game. The reason I wanted to play through this game again this week and I've played Octopath Traveler in the past, but I had never actually finished it. I wanted to do that this week because Frank and I on Wednesday are doing an episode of BG Mania on Octopath Traveler. So I wanted to know exactly where each piece of music takes place in the game. So I had to commit to finishing it because I know there were there's some tracks that I know on the soundtrack that take place later in the game that I hadn't seen yet. I wanted to have enough like actual experience with that to be able to talk on it. So finish that game. Uh, absolutely love Octopath Traveler. Dan, you said you were actually thinking about picking up Octopath Traveler and playing through it. I do. It uh, I, I highly recommend it. I, re- yeah. I really do recommend it.
2: I, I might have to check that out. Might be my maybe the next game I check out.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh, definitely a much longer experience than what you're used to. But if you have any like joy of some of the old style JRPGs from like the SNES era, anything like that, these, this game my is my favorite incredible.
2: system. Yeah, SNES is my favorite system. So anytime there's games that look like that, I'll definitely check them out. Yeah, this this is an incredible experience and I think you would really enjoy it. And then after I finished Path Traveler
0: yesterday at like noon. So I had some time on Friday to kind of finish something else. So I went through my list. I was like, "Okay, what can I finish in like eight or nine hours or less that I'm already close to the end to? So I booted up the Legend of Heroes Trails in the Sky second chapter. I finished the first chapter last week. I was near the end of it because I wrote the review for this one as well. I stopped near the end of this game. (laughs) So I had about six hours to go. So I finished that one as well. So I finished nine games this week. And like I said, there really wasn't a. and I, I said this to you guys in Discord, but I didn't say it on the show. There really wasn't a time this past week that I didn't have a game loaded up. Uh, and I and I think that's really been beneficial to me is like the the ability to multitask. Like
1: I I believe you told me that uh, you were playing Dead by Daylight.
0: And- I was playing Dead by Daylight with Sean last Saturday night. Because we we got to rank six, which is the highest we've ever been so far in Dead by Daylight. Remember where one of Sean's goals was to get to rank one by the end of the year. And I told him I would do it with him if he does it. So we got to rank six last Saturday night and we played for like seven hours, eight hours while doing that. I had other games up in my second monitor. Like what? I played, I played through Little Misfortune in the amount of time it took us to sit through queues in Dead by Daylight. Because remember, I said it took me three hours to play Little Misfortune. I was able to play that entire game while playing Dead by Daylight with Sean. <laughs>
2: That's insane,
0: man. Your level of commitment. I, was just I have to the, applaud the, the, it.
1: <laughs> like, thank God we're not like challenging like who could play the most because Brian would crush us. Oh all. my
0: God! Yeah, no, but it, but it's easy because you know in a, in a DVD match when you're sitting in queues or doing nothing else when when you're playing the game you of have course. to be fully focused. But the queues are so long now that you you might be sitting there for five ten minutes at a time like in queue. I can easily play another game on the second monitor like it, it's so simple. So uh, but that's the only one I played for that. But yeah, when now that I'm writing news daily for love on Games.com. I usually have a game up on my monitor in between writing news. So that way I'm just multitasking. It's and it's easy to do like that way. If I get to a cut scene or something like in like a JRPG or something that I know I can just put on auto. I just let it run. Listen to it while I'm doing news. Like it, it really is kind of easy to do. And like I said, I'll kill myself for a month or two to get my backlog in order. So that way I don't have to worry about it the rest of the year. Right now, sitting at 82 on the backlog, which is the lowest I've been in years. So.
2: I mean, that's do the way it. to do it. Yeah,
0: I'm doing really good. And I, and like I said, I'm going to do this the rest of this month. And I think I've even committed to doing it next month as well, because there really isn't a ton of new releases this month or next month. I think four total that I'm interested in. So besides those four games, everything else I'm going to be playing is strictly going to be coming from my backlog. And I'm going to be knocking off a lot of games, like games that I just don't care about anymore, like ones that I have no interest in finishing. I'm just going to delete them. Like there's no reason to go back to games that are like 10 years old. So I just I'm it's just what's the point? So that's where I'm sitting at uh, for the year. 16 games ah, so far, Frank, geez. you were one off. You uh, were one off.
1: <laughs> no, no, one off. I, I thought you went like you went crazy this one this week, but I thought you went super crazy.
0: No, 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 no. I, I am at 16 total for the year so far. So that, that's where I'm sitting for the uh, for the game challenge update. And yeah, like uh, like Bedroth did earlier, if you want to participate in the game challenge with us here, on the max level podcast highly encourage you to write in you can do that at max level on games.com or on social media and uh just let us know each week if you finished a game and kind of keep track yourself because i can't keep track of everybody that writes in i can keep track of all of us on the show but i can't keep track of everyone else that else that writes in so just keep track of your own games and uh we'll see who finishes you, what by the end if you of the send year me five
1: bucks a week i'll
0: keep track for you <laughs> <laughs> no don't do that he just frank wants dollars money. he just wants money he just wants money <laughs> Sound right there means we have transitioned into the QuickTime event for this week. If you are unfamiliar, the QuickTime event is a question and answer segment with us that you also get to participate in. Each week, we'll select a listener submitted question, which will be pulled from MaxLevel111Games.com, Twitter or Instagram. If you have any questions for us, make sure you submit it through one of those places and we'll answer it to the best of our ability in quick fashion. Uh, and then, once we pose the question that week, and we answer it ourselves, you can submit your own answers to maxlevel gamescom or on social media. And next week on the show, we'll take the best ones and also read those on the air. I'm a little sad we didn't get any responses from our question that we had last week. But you we- sons of <laughs> no, but we got actually several questions submitted to us for the QuickTime event for, for right. later episodes. We actually have a decent pool to choose from for questions already. On awesome. the show, but we definitely want to get you guys involved with the answers as well. So after we answer this question, feel free to submit your own answers to this question. And next week on the Maxwell podcast, this week's question comes to us from Martin, Frank. <laughs> pimp, pimp, That's right. Martin from over in the UK, who submitted his question to us through Instagram. And he wants to know, Dan, I think you've already answered this about 10 minutes ago. Uh-oh. What was our, What was your favorite console and handheld platform oh, yep. of all time?
2: <laughs> yep. Spoiler alert. Ten minutes ago.
0: <laughs> yep. So, so, Dad, your favorite console of all time is a Super Nintendo, but what is your
2: favorite handheld of all time? Oh man, that's I. I mm, I'm gonna go with the O Game Boy. OG Game Boy, um, okay. Yeah, because growing up in the Air Force, we did a lot of traveling. Now, kids nowadays won't understand because they have backlit screens, but I used to have this magnified lens light oh big-ass thing that would suck your battery life, you know? And, uh, man, I, I played I played that so much traveling. Uh, that was uh, like I a I believe lifeline. that
1: was called the Travel Boy. Mm,
2: I think you might be right. <laughs> I don't even know.
0: I, about, I, I, I don't have much experience with the OG Game Boy. I don't even know. Only because
1: I had one as well.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I had I had a nice little traveling case. It it slotted all your games. I had the charger pack. Uh, I had the you had a hookup where you could. Uh, play, there was a F one racing game that you could play four players. And I had the thing where you could hook up because everybody had to hook up, you know, uh, with a cord and not like wirelessly, like nowadays. I mean, it was a struggle for us kids back then, especially ones that traveled a lot to play video games. Yeah.
0: I could hear, I could totally see that. Yeah, for sure.
2: Yeah, man. I, Frank, I, I what about some, you? I,
0: I,
1: uh, my favorite console of all time actually is the same Super Nintendo. Okay. Three three. Yes. Okay. Uh, but PS2 is a close second to be honest. Um but my favorite handheld I I'm, I'm going to keep it as pretty recent. it's it's the it's the 3DS. I had a feeling you were going to say the 3DS. I really did. I got I got so much mileage on my 3DS. I still use my 3DS. It's charging right now next to my bedside. Uh, even though they don't make games for it anymore, there's so many games I haven't played. I could always get something that I want to play.
0: Yeah, I mean the 3DS really is. It, it really is one of the top handheld platforms of all time. I mean, just the amount of games they put out for it, and and how they were able to keep the like graphical style going through the, the what, seven or eight years that this co- that handheld existed. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Oh, it's been to- that long. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: it, it was a hard one to pick too, because like the, the regular DS itself did backwards compatibility. This one did, did, did it for DS
0: games, but not for GBA. You know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You know, that, that one had Game Boy Advance, Game Boy Color, Game Boy, like you could have did. Right. Yeah, it was. No, you're right. So, yeah, uh that's why I'm really excited for PS5. The rumors are No, I'm kidding. Uh, that it's <laughs> backwards compatibility
0: all the way. It is from what I understand. Uh, that, they, like, and ooh, we
1: hear ooh, that every console generation for every console. So
0: right. But I think this is legit now. Like, you know, Sony realizes they need to have backwards compatibility. So from what I understand, the PS5 is going to be able to play PS1, PS2, PS3 and PS4 games.
1: And it was called the light boy. I take it back. <laughs>
0: Uh, for me, my favorite console of all time is the Nintendo 64. Mm, yeah, I, I I had no doubt in my mind that was your answer. Ryan. <laughs> no, I mean, it, it, it's the one that I have the most fond memories with. Like, you know, it came out at a time where I, you know, I tell the story all the time about the Christmas Eve with the N64. And I think that's one of the big reasons why I, I love it so much. But Super Mario 64, Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask, Banjo-Kazooie, Banjo-Tooie. Like these these are some of my favorite games of all time. And just GoldenEye. a lot of GoldenEye, yeah, man. So many nights playing GoldenEye with my buddies, and when I lived yeah. at the apartment complex, uh, yeah. um, you know, inviting I, them over. Can I sidetrack you for half a second, there? please, please?
1: If, if GoldenEye and Fortnite came out at the same time, what do you think would be the game we played more?
0: Ooh. Um, I think it depends because it's there really are two totally different games. Like of one course. of them is one of them is offline. One of them is. Single player for the most part, but then you get together and you have some multiplayer matches that you can do. But a a good chunk of the game is single player, whereas Fortnite is just strictly a battle royale, strictly multiplayer. Uh, Had they come out at the same time? I I hate to say it, but we probably would have played Fortnite more.
1: I think so, too. That's someone posed that question online. I was like. Oh wow! I probably I probably would have Fortnite like, guy.
0: Uh. Yeah, I probably I probably would have said the same thing. But even now though I but think now you I can take Fortnite and Stick it up and
1: your ass, <laughs> right? We're GoldenEye <laughs> people. <here>.
0: Even though, <laughs> even though I do like GoldenEye more, that's just because of the uh, the time period we come from. But a lot of these franchises that I really do enjoy from Nintendo got their start Animal Crossing on the Nintendo sixty four. So I, I I think that's just for me, and when it was Animal Forest over in Japan. I, I think for me, it just has to be the N64 uh, for my favorite handheld platform of all time. It's a toss up between two for me It's either the Game Boy Advance or the PlayStation Vita. And I think I would go the Vita. I really do, because and, and more kind of more recent like you, Frank, I, as we know, I'm a huge fan of Japanese games. I love JRPGs. I love anything to do with anime, that kind of stuff. And the And the PlayStation Vita was a like just insane system for those types of games literally games like that releasing every single week whether it's on the uh, the PSN Physically, retail, digital didn't matter. Those games are coming out all the time. And a lot of those games now are being ported to like the PlayStation 4 and PC. So they're able to get more life because the Vita kind of was like a dying system. It really was sort of like the Wii U where all these amazing games are coming out on it. But people just didn't own the Vita. So the games didn't deserve or didn't get the the recognition and the sales that they deserved. So with them, re releasing on like the PS4 and the PC. Now uh, these games are getting the recognition that they deserve. But I think that would be my answer. And if you out there listening would like to let us know what your favorite console or handheld platform and handheld, I should say, because the question did uh, specify both. Let us know. games.com Again, you can reach out on Twitter or Instagram as well. But that music right there means it's time for the seven day forecast. We don't have any Metacritic results to get to. Uh, I remember the last time we had Metacritic results, Kyle ended off on the year winning. So we are gonna let him choose this week and even though he's not here we do know between the two games we're doing for the seven day forecast we know which one he would choose so it's very easy to to narrow it down on that
1: i I think i think he made that a bundle he made
0: that (laughs) a bundle so we are doing something slightly different for the seven day forecast moving forward we are going to be focusing on just a handful of the major games So there will be no more than five games each week in the 70 forecast. Kind of like how, um, you know, like on on the weather, you you see like Monday through Friday and then Saturday and Sunday are usually looped together. Uh, We're going to do five major games to be like Monday through Friday for your major forecast. And then at the very end, we'll have a compilation of everything else releasing this week. That would be kind of like the the Saturdays and Sundays, you know, the, the two days that are the farthest out that we can't necessarily predict the farthest or the uh, the best. I'm trying to do it like a weather report. Huh. So <laughs> <laughs> back to you, Stone. <laughs> exactly. It's the called the seven day forecast. I kind of wanted to do it, but I also think that we spend a little too much time just in this segment sometimes. You know, there, there's times where we read about like, you know, 12, 13, 14 games coming out. I think that's just too much. So we're going to focus on the major ones, you know, the major storms each week, and then the smaller stuff will just be at the end. So our first game for the seven day forecast for the week of January 13th, coming to PC, PS4 and Xbox One, it's on Friday, January 17th. Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. Relive the story of Goku and other Z fighters in Dragon Ball Z Kakarot beyond the epic battles experience life in the world of dragon ball z as you fight fish eat and train with goku gohan vegeta and others explore the new areas and adventures as you advance through the story and form powerful bonds with other heroes from dragon ball z universe from the oh there's a thought in there i skipped it from the dragon ball z universe pre-order dragon ball z Kakarot digitally and receive a cooking item that Are gives you permanent heaven? melee attack and HP stat boosts, a sub quest, and an early unlock to a training menu that allows you to fight Banyu, a new character created by the author Akira Toriyama. That's pretty cool. I like that. A new character, Frank.
1: Yeah, uh, apparently going to be a member of the Ginyu Force. Uh, they was supposed to be a, supposed to be a sixth member of the Ginyu Force. They're supposed to be a really big part of the story too.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I, I didn't really know that. So. Uh, that's really cool, and I know that you are a huge fan of Akira Toriyama's work, as am I, because of Dragon Quest, but you more so for Dragon Ball. <laughs> but uh, yeah, his character creations and some of the stuff he does is is phenomenal. But we are gonna take a crack at this Metacritic guesses, please. We haven't done this in a while. Remember gonna do this in the Staff Quarters oh, channel no on Discord. Okay. Yeah, hold on. Yeah, oh, we baby. haven't we haven't done this in a while. Metacritic guesses, please. Reveal in three, two, one, go. It's a right. 73 for me, a 74 wow. from Dan, and a 76 from Frank. Oh, <laughs> kind of right along the same uh yeah. line of thinking there. That's awesome. I like that. I'll take the low. Frank takes the high. Dan yeah, right kinda, smack in the middle.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I'm, kind of there. I'm Either hitting it head on or yep, Yeah. 70,
0: 74. you man, you definitely need a seventy four. Because if you get a seventy five, you split it with Frank. So you definitely yeah. need a seventy four to uh to fully take advantage of that one. No, That's awesome. If
1: you get seventy five, I take it, okay? Frank, don't share.
0: <laughs> no no he, you would just you would just have the uh, no i'm sorry dan would have the advantage at the uh at the end if if it was a tie because of the prices uh, prices right rule since he went under and you went over if it was a 75 <laughs> okay that's
1: right <true.
0: laughs> our second and last game for the seven day forecast for this week coming also on friday january 17th is tokyo mirage sessions sharp fe encore for the nintendo switch The worlds of the Fire Emblem series and Atlas games have crossed paths again, and the result is coming to the Nintendo Switch system. An interdimensional evil has invaded modern-day Tokyo, resulting in this fantastical barrage of music style and, yes, danger. So, fight back. Battle through dungeons to pump up your strategy and creatively decimate your foes before all hope fades to black. You and the rising stars you call friends will need to call on your own creative power, manifested as iconic Fire Emblem characters, to wage a secret war on rogue spirits that feed on creativity. Each encounter will immerse you in a deep turn-based battles that blend the combat of the Fire Emblem and Atlas RPGs into one brutal harmony. Fuse items to craft weaponry, then play to your strength and crush your foes. Around every corner, you'll find fun nods to multiple fandoms, including Fire Emblem references, dungeons themed to the entertainment industry, and stunning musical performances. As I've mentioned before, and as we saw with Kyle and myself last weekend during Thunderdome, uh, very, very much looking forward to this game. Uh, This is one of my favorite Wii U games of all time. So I'm really looking forward to seeing some of the changes that they made because they're adding story content, they're adding characters, they're adding a bunch of stuff for this kind of like encore version of the game. So I'm really excited to play through this again. But Metacritic guesses, please. Reveal in three, two, one, go. It's an 82 for me and 82 from Dan and a 77 from Frank. <laughs> wow! I like it, Dan. I like that you're wow. kind of in the same line of thinking as me. So, well,
2: yeah, I mean, even though I had it as my 28, and I believe this is the game that'll go down in max level history as the first Shenmue save, right? It is the first Shenmue save because right off the bat, I saved yes, it. Yes, <laughs> I took it off.
1: Uh, it has the honor of being the first and the second Shenmue save.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, because, oh wow, that's yeah, right. because I saved it first from Dan and then. Yeah. I, I kind of was scared to save it again, but then Kyle snuck in and saved it the second time from Frank, who also had it at number 28 on the Thunderdome list, because you both are freaking dummies. Well, yeah, just <laughs> just because I know that I'm
2: not excited for I can understand the hype around it, even though it was low on my list. Yeah.
0: Oh, for who, sure. Who cares about a Wii U game? Uh, me, first of all. I've, I love Wii U games, and apparently we're getting more Wii U games later this year. Uh, rumor are two more ports, obviously, as we usually get each year. Probably Super Mario 3D World and Pikmin 3, if I had to really guess, but... Uh, and I'd probably buy both of those games again. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Pikmin 3 came out already? Pikmin 3's not out yet. No, they, they, those are the two that are rumored for coming out in 2020 on, on the Switch.
1: No, I mean, like, there's actually a Pikmin 3? Like,
0: yeah, Pikmin 3 is on the Wii U.
1: Oh, so you how much I care about Pikmin.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'd probably buy those games again if they come out on the Switch. Uh, I kind of hope they release a uh, bundle pack, the Wind Waker and Twilight Princess HD for Switch. I oh would buy my that god, again, too. that would be so awesome. Yeah, I would buy that again, too. But uh, those are your two official games for the 70 forecast. Also releasing this week on Tuesday, we have Sherlock Holmes Crimes and Punishment Redux on Xbox One. On Thursday, the Alliance Alive HD Remastered is releasing on PC while the th- uh, the Surge 2 Kraken DLC comes out as well. I think on all platforms that game is available on. So I think PS4, Xbox One and PC. And then on Friday, the Darwin Project releases on PS4. Pick of the week this week uh, does go to Kyle. And as we mentioned, I think it would be. Uh, fairly obvious if he were here, he would choose Tokyo Mirage Session, Sharp Epi Yonkore. If I'm
1: going to Dragon Ball Z, I'm going to watch shows to play the game.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and goddamn the show. It did pretty well, didn't it? <laughs> and yes, one, it ended did. up winning the whole thing. <laughs> Hell yeah. So your official pick of the week this week, thanks to uh, Kyle, who, again, if he was here, we know he would choose Tokyo Mirage Session, Sharp Epi Yonkore. Brian here with the Max Level Podcast. LevelDownGames.com is quickly growing, but with your help and support, we can continue expanding our footprint in the gaming industry at an even faster rate. If you're unfamiliar, we do more than just audio podcasts. All of our content can be found on our main home on the Internet, including new weekly episodes of both Max Level and BG Mania, alongside reviews for the newest released games and accessories, weekly editorial articles and daily news stories. If you aren't yet visiting leveldowngames.com daily, now is the time. We went through a massive redesign for the beginning of the year. Everything is much easier to find, and it looks like a million dollars. Thanks for all the continued support as we continue expanding our presence in the industry with leveldowngames.com. Now we get to talk some Pokemon. Dan, I know you're not a huge Pokemon fan, I'm but not. I know that uh, you'll have some things to say here and and maybe we'll get you excited for some Pokemon stuff. I don't know. Possibly. Yeah. I'm open I don't to know. Maybe you're, on you're open to things now. You're opening up yes. to things. Uh, Frank told me that he had a massive erection while after listening the, uh, to watching the Pokemon Direct and probably just because he got to listen to my voice because he watched the reaction video, which is kind of white. it's so a buttery
1: smooth. <laughs>
0: (laughs) but there was a Pokemon direct this past Thursday on January 9th. We didn't know exactly what was going to be shown. We had an idea that we would see, you know, some stuff for Pokemon in 2020. I didn't think we were going to see everything that we had for Pokemon in 2020. I do think we did see everything that we except for Pokemon sleep, which was absent. But I do think that's also coming out this year. I think we saw everything else. that's going to be Pokemon related for 2020. Uh, I was talking to Kyle because I tried to get him to do the uh, reaction video with me on Thursday morning, but it was six, 30 a.m. his time, and there was no way that I was going to be able to drag him out of bed to, uh, you know, to to jump on and do this with me. You know, it's nine thirty my time, a little bit easier for me to do it. Selfish, Kyle. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) But him and I were talking Wednesday night and he was talking about maybe a new Detective Pikachu being announced. And I was kind of hoping either for a Pokemon Let's Go Johto, which is kind of really what I wanted the most. I think out of everything, that's really what my heart was was desiring. But I also said a new Pokemon Mystery Dungeon might be a possibility. And that's where we're going to start, because the direct kicked off. Thursday morning with a new trailer announcing Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Rescue Team DX. This is coming out on the Nintendo Switch March 6th. So literally just about two months away, a little less than two months away. And it is revisiting the classic Pokemon Mystery Dungeon games, which are Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Red Rescue Team for the Game Boy Advance and Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Blue Rescue Team, which was released for the Nintendo DS. Both of them in 2006. There was one version for GBA and one version for the DS. Frank, have you played these games? I have not.
1: I am familiar with them. And I looked up some information in between because I wanted to, you know, be smart. OK, uh,
0: are you excited for this and are you picking it up in March? I'm
1: not. I, I, not. They're, okay. They're, why is that? Not, it's not the Pokemon experience that I particularly like. These, these are dungeon crawls. These they are, are dungeon crawling
0: games, which now I will say I'm a huge fan of that style of game. So that's why I think I, I love these games. I do.
1: I just they, they were they were never my bag, but uh, I'm not going to knock them. It, it looks good. It's cool. That they're actually progressing the series. Uh, this is a remake, obviously. Uh, a it, fusion. it
0: is. It is. It's a fusion of the two. And I, it's probably going to add some new elements.
1: And this probably just open up. Everybody's in clamoring for uh mystery dungeon 2 they had been yes so if this does well you can definitely see that happening just like with let's go we know that with that doing well we know we're gonna get another let's go yeah and i probably was
0: I, I, yeah that's what i mean i probably was a little too hopeful that they would be able to crank out another one so fast because a full remake of those games probably was gonna take some time uh we we, we might be waiting another year or two for another let's go game but i i think that the fact that they announced a new Pokemon Mystery Dungeon, it does open things up for more of these spin-off Pokemon games that we haven't seen in a while. You know, you before we started recording the show, you were talking about Pokemon Ranger. So I could see maybe something like that happening again as like a spin-off game one year. You know, everyone's still requesting a Pokemon Snap 2. something like that could happen again. You know, it's definitely yeah, there's
1: they, they could print money with that one. Absolutely. So they're, they're, they're killing me that that game is not out.
0: Yeah, but the fact that they're going back to Mystery Dungeon, which, again, was a very niche title when it came out and, you know, very it didn't sell nearly as well as the the regular Pokemon games did, even though it did sell. I think that they're being more open to releasing these kind of things now because the switch is doing so well. They know these games are going to have an audience and that they're going to sell. So let's take a look at the press release for Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Rescue Team DX and, and kind of learn more about this game. It says here that it's set in a world inhabited only by Pokemon When players first open their eyes, they see a Pokemon in front of them, and they can understand what it's saying. Upon closer inspection, players will realize that they themselves have become a Pokemon. According to the Pokemon they meet, natural disasters have suddenly started occurring all over the world, causing all kinds of problems. Players and their partner Pokemon decide to form a rescue team to go help Pokemon that are in trouble. Players will answer a few questions that appear at the beginning of the game to help determine which Pokemon they will be. Next, they will decide the Pokemon that will be their partner on this adventure. The main character and their partner can be chosen from 16 different Pokemon. Players will get job requests in various forms, like on the bulletin board at Pelipper Post Office, or from letters that will be delivered to the mailbox at the player's rescue team base. As players complete jobs, their rescue team's rescue points will increase. When they collect enough points, their rescue team's rank will go up. When they first form their rescue team, they will be rookie rank. Players can gain experience as a rescue team on their way to what all rescue teams aspire to be the gold rank. So I want to stop there for a few minutes to talk about that. I really enjoy the concept of how Pokemon Mystery Dungeon is kind of it's based on. So it reminds me a lot of Animal Crossing in a way, even though Animal Crossing isn't a dungeon crawler. Yeah. Even though Animal Crossing isn't a dungeon crawler, it's more like an open world thing. It's a game where you start out and you have to answer questions to determine, like, what your character is going to look like or what your character is going to be. And we don't know the 16 Pokemon. I I, I guess we can assume based on some of the artwork that they released for this game. So let's see here. Uh, So there's Bulbasaur, there's Charmander, there's Cubo, and there's uh, Chikorita. Uh, side, side uh, what is it, Cyndaquil or something like that? Is how you say that okay, one, yeah? Cyndaquil, uh, Eevee, Machop, Meowth, Mudkip, Pikachu, Psyduck, Skitty, Squirtle, Torchic, uh, to- is it Totodile? Totodile, yes. and uh, Trico. Those are the ones that they released okay, so, artwork for. So, so I'm wondering so, if so, those so, are the so ones as, that are gonna have.
1: The, so, I think as of the time of that coming out, those are the starters, and then a couple of the more popular Pokemon,
0: okay. So I, I'm assuming that those are going to be the sixteen that you are going to be potentially experiencing and running into and playing, and the, the one of those is going to be the ones that you're playing as. So I like that answering questions kind of determines that because not everyone is going to have the same experience with Rescue Team DX. And for me, when I play this game in two months, because I am buying it when it comes out, I, I like I said, I really do enjoy these games, and I know Jessica's going to want to play through it again because she loved the first one, and it'd be it'd just be dumb of us not to buy it. But I'm not going to look ahead to see what answers give what Pokemon. I'm just going to answer how I would answer and see what Pokemon I get. Like, I, I think that's what's Brian, fun. Brian, you have Cubone written all over you. Yeah, I probably would agree with you based on looking at that list. I, I really would lean towards Cubone or I don't know, man. Cyndaquil is kind of cool, too, though.
1: Yeah, your, your emo answers are going to get you uh, <laughs>
0: Cubone. <laughs> Frank, you Frank, you would easily get my chop. I mean, that's just you through and through.
1: You damn right. <laughs> he becomes a champ who is practically Goro.
0: <laughs> I know. <laughs> but what's interesting, is, and I, and I kind of forgot about this, but you get job requests from the bulletin board at the Pelipper post office, which is very similar to the post office in Animal Crossing. So I like how these games kind of do have a lot of similarities. Dan, I don't know if that would make you enjoy it more or less, but I think for someone who isn't a huge fan of Pokemon, you might enjoy this Pokemon game more than the regular Pokemon games.
2: Yeah, it sounds like it, especially with all the comparisons to Animal Crossing, which I'm looking forward to. And we've been, you know, I've enjoyed playing and we talked about uh, talked about Animal Crossing a lot, you know, growing up back in the day. So, yeah, it might be something that I might have to check out.
0: Yeah. Or at least, you know, check it out when it comes out, you know, maybe catch some streams on Twitch and see if it's something that uh, that you might be interested in. Because this does come out the same month as Animal Crossing. literally two weeks before.
2: Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, that could be
0: bad. Yeah, I know it really could be,
1: but, uh, but 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 I'm not gonna never say never. You know, I might pick this up. Uh, There's a good you know because I like. To play video games and Pokemon games are fun. Hell, I'm still pl- I'm still playing Pokemon Go.
0: Yeah, I need to I need to I never played Go, but I need to get back to Let's Go and I need to get back to uh, Sword. So let's uh, let's keep reading this press release a little bit. Let's learn a little bit more about Mystery Dungeon here. In this world, Mystery Dungeons can be found in various places such as mountains, canyons, forests, and more. Each time players enter a Mystery Dungeon, the layout is slightly different, so it's kind of procedurally generated a little bit. They'll need to adventure through these dungeons to complete the jobs they will receive requests for one after another. Inside dungeons, players will find various useful items such as seeds, berries, and TMs, which will help them on their adventure. As with the layout of the dungeons, the kinds of items and their locations will change each time players enter a dungeon. Players will need to use the right items at the right time to help out Pokemon that are in trouble. Dungeons are inhabited by many Pokemon that will attack the main character. Inside dungeons, battles are turn based, meaning that for each move you make, your opponents will also make a move. You know, the battle system I enjoy since opponents won't make uh, won't move unless the player moves in these turn based battles. The player will have plenty of time to think about what their next move should be. If the player panics and presses a button or walks a bunch of steps carelessly, they could find themselves in a scrape that uh, that they weren't anticipating. Making decisions calmly and carefully, considering how the opposing Pokemon are moving, are the keys to successfully navigating a dungeon. So I'm going to stop there again. So it's kind of like a fusion of the the basic Pokemon, you know, main generation games like that battle system mixed with dungeon crawling and regular JRPG battle mechanics. And I think that's why I've always really enjoyed these games. Now, I do like Pokemon, but more so recently. Like I said, I never used to be able to get into the Pokemon games. I always had a hard time with it, but I sat down with Let's Go, kind of really enjoyed it, even though I haven't finished it. And then I got Sword, really have been enjoying that, even though I haven't finished it. I do and I am opening up more to the Pokemon style, but because these games always used a more style that, you know, much more heavier on the JRPG elements. I think I've always enjoyed that more. I don't know. Maybe
1: I, guess, I, 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 can, I can see you loving this game. I'm going to give this a shot. You know what? I've, I've been turned around in this past five minutes.
0: Oh, OK. So you're going to you're going to pick it up then. I am actually
1: clicking on Amazon to pre-order right now. Okay. Oh, wow. Nice.
0: Holy smokes. Nice. Why nice.
1: Not. Why not? All right? Um,
0: Yeah, so uh, we're about at the end of the press release. So, you know, there's an auto mode. There's, you know, it tells you that up to eight Pokemon can travel with you. And then it says that fainting in a dungeon if a player is defeated in a dungeon. They can ask for other players to rescue them or they can rescue themselves with another of their own rescue teams. Then they'll be able to resume their adventure from where they fainted. So there's going to be some sort of element of connectivity as well, which is kind of neat. So, yeah, that's Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Rescue Team DX. I think that uh, that was the the me. Will thing you get that, this? I mean, I'm buying it for sure. Day one. Yeah.
1: OK, good, because I'm going to need you to rescue me. We'll play.
0: <laughs> yeah. OK, perfect. <laughs> yeah, I'm buying it on on day one. So I'm picking it up on March 6th. I'm hoping to have it finished by the time Animal Crossing comes out in that two week time period. So, um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to this and I'm glad that this was there, you know, even though it's a a kind of like a redux of two different games that were on the GBA and the DS, I'm glad that this is their game for 2020 because I think it will uh, it will do well. But I think the thing that everyone was more excited for was their next announcement, which is what's coming next for like the mainline Pokemon games. So we weren't sure if we were going to see like maybe like because, you know, we had Pokemon Sword and Shield last year uh, because we didn't know if we were going to get like an Ultra Sword, Ultra Shield like they did with Sun and Moon. We didn't know if we were going to kind of like what they used to do with, uh, you know, red, blue, yellow. We didn't know if we were going to get like a Pokemon armor, which is kind of what it was rumored to be. What we got instead kind of going in line with that armor is an expansion pass for Pokemon, Pokemon Sword and Pokemon shield. <laughs> <laughs> and Frank, I'm gonna tell you right now. And I, I talked about this with Kyle after the direct ended. I think the expansion pass is a much smarter way to go as opposed to oh, yeah. releasing a brand new game, just with the same elements and new stuff added. Like this is going to change the, the game for, for mainline Pokemon games moving forward. The expansion pass is such a smart idea. So, Let's talk about they, this a little they, bit. Go ahead.
1: They they, they they can go 30 bucks a year on me and just hit me with more expansions. I, I have no problem with that.
0: Yeah, they could do whatever they want. Like, they could literally make these generational games relevant for a longer period of time with expansion passes. So what we know for now in 2020, we're getting two parts of the expansion pass. And the expansion pass is going to uh, you can buy it now. It's twenty nine ninety nine. And that's for one game. So if you have Pokemon Sword, you buy the expansion pass for Pokemon Sword. If you have shield, you buy the expansion pass for shield. If you have both and you want to take advantage of the expansion path in both games, you do have to buy each expansion pass. So it's twenty for one or sixty for both if you do own both. Of games, but because we all individually only own one, we only have to buy it once. But there's going to be two content drops throughout 2020 in this expansion pass. The first one comes out in June and it's known as the Isle of Armor. And then the next one comes out in fall 2020, probably November. And that one's called the Crown Tundra. These are two separate adventures that are going to enable fans to meet new characters, catch newly discovered Pokemon and explore new areas in the Galar region. So here's what I'm thinking, Frank. You know, usually they release a new generation game every other year. What if with this expansion pass, what if they are now able to skip an additional year? So say in twenty twenty one, we don't get a generation nine Pokemon. What we get instead is that Pokemon Let's Go Johto, the remake of generation two. What if they're able to do this on like a three year cycle now where let's go? Because, you know, before we kind of thought maybe they do let's go in generation games every other year. What if they could do every three years now to where Let's Go comes out every three years, a new generational game comes out every three years and a new spin-off game every three years. But in between that, they release expansion pass content for the main generation game. So what if we get another expansion pass next year for Sword and Shield that adds even more content?
1: I'm perfectly fine with that because I think right now we're sitting at over 800 Pokemon.
0: Yeah, oh which is a lot, yeah. Yeah. which oh. is a lot. I mean, it's a lot of Pokemon and it's a way for them to release the game initially without all the Pokemon and then slowly add them over time. Which these expansions are going to do. They're yes, not- they are. They are adding more Pokemon. They're not all. Now, they did say not all of them, but they are adding more. Yes. That way it's think- so overwhelming right Uh, speaking of frank did you get your galarian slowpoke not yet i know i have to i'm going to
1: (laughs) i have to to go to some kind of train station pick it up
0: yeah that's the uh the first train station that we that you go to in the game i think is where you go to get that which
1: which is awesome because this galarian slowpoke from what i've seen in the video is a fire type uh and then apparently apparently as i also understand it's going to evolve differently in bo- both games. Through... Correct.
0: Yes, and oh, really? it, well, not not both games. It's going to evolve based on what you give it from the expansion pass. So, so if you give it an item from the Isle of Armor, it evolves into something completely different, as opposed to if you give it an item from the Crown Tundra. So you need two in order to get both.
1: Okay, so I'm gonna have to breed this bad boy because. Um... <laughs> That's what I do. Uh because <laughs> Slowpoke uh, uh, general tr- uh, turns into either Slowbro or Slow King, depending on how you've all so I'm assuming Crown Tundra will be the crown that you uh turn it into slow king for. It would probably. Make sense.
0: Yeah, probably, probably. Um, so what we're gonna do here, we're gonna talk about these two separate content drops individually. We're gonna start off with the Isle of Armor, because that is the one that comes out in June. So literally about six months from now. The Isle of Armor is an expansion where trainers are going to head to this Isle of Armor, and it's a stage of new adventures in the Galar region. The Isle of Armor is a giant island full of environments not seen before in the game. Players will find wave-swept beaches, forests, bogs, caves, and sand dunes. It looked really beautiful in the actual video that they showed off uh, during the direct. The Isle of Armor is the one that's much more done because it's coming out first. Uh, You know, very beachy settings, really cool looking. It kind of reminded me of, like, because... um, the gala region is meant to be London, the UK. What I kind of got with the Isle of Armor is like Scotland. You know what I mean? Like it it kind of very much looked like that. Exactly. Things like that. Wales, Scotland. I mean, it just, you know, more beachy settings, more uh, greenery. It it, it did look a lot like that. Uh, It says here, there are also plenty of Pokemon that make this island, their home living freely amid the lush natural surroundings. There's even a dojo here that specializes in some very uh, particular training styles. Trainers and their Pokémon will take up an apprenticeship under the master of this dojo and train hard to become even stronger. Did so, you catch the name
1: of that? Did you catch the name of that special Pokémon who's going to
0: be the one? Kabu. Fu. Fu, Yeah, he's the the the, the main, main one for this uh, expansion. Yeah, Kabu is a fighting type Pokémon. Uh, is categorized as a Wushu Pokémon. And it says here that uh, Cubfu appears in the Isle of Armor. This Pokemon is hardworking and strives to train both its body and mind. It uses each defeat as motivation, training itself with even more vigor after a loss in order to grow stronger. It has an organ that produces fighting energy in its lower abdomen. And before heading into battle, Cubfu will increase this energy through unique breathing techniques and intense focus. Wild Cubfu live in mountainous areas far away from the Galar region, but it was once a species that called Galar its home. So oh, that's the, uh, it. you can see this one Pokemon really,
1: this Pokemon really cuts the mustard.
0: jeez. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, and then, uh, Kung Fu Frank, uh, it evolves into either, uh, Urshifu, which is a single strike Pokemon, or, uh, a, well, it's, they're both called Urshifu, but one of them is a single strike style and one of them is a rapid strike style.
1: Yeah, I know rapid strike is water type and fighting. The other one, I don't know if it's fighting in fight. dark. Fighting in dark. And fighting, fighting. Okay.
0: And, and then also he there is a Gigantamax version of this as well for both single strike and rapid strike styles. Did you see the more. um? did you see the uh, oh, well, I guess we'll get to that one later because it's part of the uh, the Crown Tundra. What I like, what they said in during this Pokemon Direct about both of these, the Isle of Armor and the Crown Tundra, is that these are going to be one massive connected area, like the Wildlands or the Wild Area. It's not going to be separate routes. It's not going to be separate things in these expansion paths. It's going to be one overarching thing where you can fully explore to your heart's content and find everything that there is to find. I think I like that because... You know, this is expansion content. It's end game content. It should be like that as opposed to having to go back to the route style system yeah. that, you know, that you are learning how to play the game and getting all your pokemon that way. This is end game content. This is stuff that, you know, it should be open and, you know, being able to walk around this Isle of Armor and come across all these pokemon. That that guarantees that you're not going to see pokemon all the time that you would expect to like if you think the wild area there are times where we'll see a pokemon in the wild area that we won't see again for days because it's just random on what spawns and i think that's exciting about this expansion past content because it's going to be something new all the time
1: do you think now um have you beaten Sword or Shield? Or no. Have? No, I uh, am not. Do you think that all the because po- once, once you beat it, all the Pokemon in the wild area are all like the same level? Yes, they're all they're all between sixty to seventy. Do you think that's how Isle of Armor is going to be? All high level Pokemon? I not? have
0: to imagine it's going to be higher level because I'm I'm assuming that you're not going to be able to get to these areas until after you finish the game. Okay. What I like about this is that the person that you're going up against differs based on the version of the game that you have. So, Frank, you having Pokemon Shield. You're going to be going up against Avery as the trainer in this expansion pass content, whereas those of us like myself who have Pokemon sword go up against Clara, two different characters. And they even said that there's going to be like differences between the versions of the game. That's why you have to make sure that you're getting the expansion pass. that's for your game, because I'm going to have different Pokemon in different locations having Pokemon sword than you, Frank, who has Pokemon shield. Kind of like how we each had individual uh, a unique dungeon in the game. I'm pretty sure they're going to do stuff like that again because they said they wanted the expansion pass to have a lot of the same elements of the main game where you have to trade with other players with the different versions.
1: It's, it's a pretty cool thing they did here. I think uh, did you have a fairy gym?
0: Uh, I, I I don't know because I haven't gotten that far yet. I don't know which oh, one I have that's wow. exclusive, but I do know that uh, that I have uh, a gym that you didn't and you have a gym that I didn't. And I, I like that because it gives you an incentive to not only trade with other players that have the different versions, but really... If you're crazy, you could buy both games and get somewhat different experiences.
2: <laughs> I mean, is that why there are two different versions? Is it to like help, you know, promote trading and it's stuff like yeah, that. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Okay.
0: They they want they want you to go out there and that you know, has been it, since the beginning.
2: Well, yeah, I know they've always released them, you know, two separate games and I've always curious why frank tells stories all the time about making friends and that kind of stuff through pokemon and trade and
0: trading you know with then people on like the schoolyard and that kind of stuff. i
1: I legit would bring my original game boy and the and the connection cable to school and trade people like
2: that's awesome
1: there were fights because that's how gamers
2: make friends man that's how we make friends there are certain pokemon that
1: don't evolve unless you trade them oh wow okay so there would be fights like yo you're giving that guy back like
2: I'm doing that now.
1: wow <laughs> this, this, this ain't an online trade I, I, you're right in front of me i'll kick your ass
2: <laughs> <laughs> so frank uh, was the gamer bully friend person pretty much <laughs> i would never steal somebody's
1: pokemon I mean, it, it's uh, it's the game you put in time into you know like i, <laughs> I, put, I put a lot of time in a pokemon frank did you steal
0: somebody's game boy or game gear though and steal i borrowed and i gave it back when
1: after I beat the game that he let oh, he, he let me for one game and then I the guy kept it for two games. Um, I
0: thought you said you kept it, and never gave it back. No, no I'm not pretty, sure you, pretty mm-hmm. sure you did. Pretty sure you did. He gave him Frank dollars for it exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's a friend, friendship tax, yeah. The um the second part of the expansion pass is known as the Crown Tundra. This is coming out later this year. Like I said, probably somewhere around November of 2020. Uh, it's a snow swept realm. And it's the one I'm probably looking forward to most because I do love snowy areas. And anytime, you know, I love hearing the music when it comes to snowy uh, areas. Uh, it's just generally very jolly, very Christmassy. And I like that kind of stuff. The Crown Tundra features a beautiful, shining, silvery landscape in this frigid area with its jagged winter mountains. People live in small communities where they support and rely on one another. A certain person will appoint the player as the leader of their exploration team in the Crown Tundra. They never did say who, where trainers will be tasked with investigating their reaches. Uh, You think so? Yeah. Uh, Players will be tasked with investigating the reaches of this frozen land here. Trainers will be able to explore the full depth of Pokemon dens, which they've so far only been able to get a glimpse of through Max Raid battles. So this is definitely going to be a much more in-depth part of the expansion pass where we're going to see the the full depth of Pokemon dens as opposed to just the Max Raid battles now. So I'm curious how that's going to play into the overall experience of Sword and Shield. Uh, they didn't announce much on this one because, again, they, they didn't have much done with it. So we really can't talk too extensively on the Crown Tundra. But what we can talk about is the new legendary Pokemon that they introduced. Uh, Calyrex. It's a king Pokemon. Psychic and Grass. This is uh, a, a, a legendary Pokemon that we're going to encounter somewhere in the Crown Tundra it says this Pokemon ruled all of Galar in ancient times, though it's appear, uh, though it appears delicate and slight. It's every move is filled with grace and dignity. It also has extremely high intelligence and it's said to and it's said to see every past, present and future event.
2: Was that the one that had the Triforces around his neck? Yeah, that's it. Okay. It had the Triforces around I, his like yep, neck and had like a massive.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, very cool looking Pokemon. He looks uh, badass. Yeah. What do you think on that one, Frank?
1: Uh, I'm going to throw a master ball at his face and catch him like
0: as soon as as soon as he shows up. <laughs> definitely, uh, definitely a pretty cool looking Pokemon. I like that. And I, and I kind of was kind of hoping and wondering if the, the Triforce symbolism on his neck was going to play into anything at all. I, I still don't know if it's going to, but I, I would really enjoy it if it did. Man, you think it
2: would, right? I That'd mean, why cool put it, it on there? there?
0: And I know. It's Nintendo, so why would you why exactly. would you put it on there if you had if you didn't have an uh even if it's like just meant to be like a nod to something, you know what I mean? yeah like if it's meant to be a nod towards something from the Legend of Zelda even though we don't know what that is yet it, it would be cool to have a little bit of a crossover like catch a Yoshi catch a Yoshi or eh, you know maybe a Yoshi Pokemon maybe yeah. I don't know but the expansion pass content isn't just adding new stuff for us to do in like the uh, the Crown Tundra or the Isle of armor. Because as we briefly talked about, more past Pokemon are going to be available to obtain in Pokemon Sword and Pokemon Shield. Uh, So it says here that many Pokemon that didn't originally appear in Sword and Shield make their homes in the Isle of Armor and the Crown Tundra. Trainers will meet a lively array of diverse Pokemon from newly discovered legendary Pokemon and new regional forms to familiar Pokemon that have been seen living in other regions. Free updates are also planned for Pokemon Sword and Pokemon Shield to coincide with the release of these expansions. Updates are scheduled for the same days that the Isle of Armor and the Crown Tundra expansions are released. Each of these updates will enable players who haven't purchased an expansion pass to receive... Pokemon that will be added via the Isle of Armor and the Crown Tundra expansions through means such as trading.
1: That's really cool. Oh, so you don't even need to have the expansion. You feel like just get the expansion and give them to you.
0: Yeah, you could just have someone get the expansion. And, you know, if you don't have the expansion, you can either trade directly or maybe just get lucky with getting a new Pokemon through through, through the random trays.
1: I, I might want to trade a bunch of them out to people just be nice. Like on day one, like just catch a bunch
0: of cup Chew and just send them all out. That'd be I mean, that'd be nice of you to do that. I probably won't do that myself because I, mean, I don't I'll, ever
1: I'll, I'll, I'll be sticking it to Nintendo. But uh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but I think the biggest thing here is the the main thing that everyone wanted to know is that these expansion pass contents are going to add previous Pokemon from other regions that weren't in the Galar region previously. So this is how we're going to get some of the other Pokemon that were left out of the game in the Pokédex back into Sword and Shield.
1: It's cool. I, I saw that it looked like they were putting a lot of legendaries in.
0: A lot of legendaries There's going to be something. I think it's in the Crown Tundra where like every legendary exists somewhere in the Crown Tundra, like every every previous legendary is somewhere in there. And I don't know if that's through like the Pokemon dens, remember, because we get to explore that more often in the in the Crown Tundra as opposed to just the Max Raid battles. So maybe there's going to be a den where it's like a boss rush mode with some of the legendary Pokemon. I don't know. Uh, I'd be kind of neat to see. But I'm curious what Pokemon they're going to choose to add that were left out of the game originally.
1: Well, I saw in the video that looks uh, like Squirtle and uh, Bulbasaur are in the game now because I, I saw Venusaur. And
2: uh, I mean, are there any favorites that you guys are hoping that are going to expansion?
0: <sighs> yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I, for me, no, because I don't know the Pokemon that well. Like, okay. I like, I like the games and I think they're fun, but I didn't throw a fit because they decided to leave out all these Pokemon. I know gotcha, people like yeah. Frank
2: did. Oh, I know I saw a lot of people on Twitter. I was, I was, I was
1: pissed because there's has been a Pokemon um, Pidgey. Is, is it one of the original Pokemon who i have had in every game so far, uh, and he's not in Sword and Shield. Uh, I, I have a Pidgeot on my team all, at all times, and he wasn't there. Uh, I would like to have him back. Um, one of the newer ones, uh, I believe it's called Fletchling, becomes Fletchender, who's, a, who's like a fire version of Pidgeot. He's going to be in the game. I saw him there. He also helps you uh, hatch your eggs a lot faster. Uh, I really don't care who they put in. I just want to have more. And I, I want, Al- I, I want um, Abra, Alakazam, all that whole shebang. I like my, my, my second guys. But I'll take what they get. I, I know eventually we'll have them all. Um, I think it was actually smart the way they did this, because it, it's like the world. You know, there's no tigers in the United States. Well, actually, there's more tigers in the US than there are in the world, but uh, there's no, there's no, (laughs) yeah, because of zoos, (laughs) yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. and we do a lot of conservation, yeah, so um, yeah, like, but there's no wild tigers, as there shouldn't be, in the US, so it would make sense that you'd only catch those over in Asia, uh, so it's smart for them to do that, but you know, people travel, there should be, you know, you should be able to see other Pokemon,
0: sure, yeah, no, I get that, um the last part of the expansion pass is just like new cosmetic items, new outfits. I like some of the stuff that they're adding. Uh, the favorite thing, my favorite thing that they showed off, they, for the crown Tundra expansion, it, they showed the Pokemon trainers donning like exploration gear, like, you oh, know, yeah the, suit. yeah, the orange suit, like the backpack, uh hat, like, you know, warm clothes, gloves, gloves, uh, warm clothes, gloves, boots, all that kind of stuff. Uh, looked really cool. Like I, I think for me, I'm most intrigued by some of the customization options that we're going to be able to make our characters look like, because Sword and Shield had a ton of customization options already, like in terms of clothing. Maybe not so much in like the hair or the way that your face looks, but what you could choose to wear was drastically different. So I'm hoping that maybe they'll add some new like hairstyles and facial features and that kind of stuff, as opposed to just clothing. Yeah, and facial hair. Uh, Yeah, there was no facial hair, was there? Okay. Oh, wow.
1: How am I going to show off my awesome beard?
0: <laughs> Hell yeah, man. Reap the beard game. Yeah, uh, I usually am.
1: Yeah, you smooth skins. No, I'm not else. smooth. I,
0: I'm always stubble, but I, I I, I only always go down to a stubble. I always shave to where I just have like a five o'clock shadow because that's just generally how I enjoy looking. But. Um, never a full beard. I can't do full beards. I think they're too itchy. I've
1: tried. Rewind. You look the way you do because you enjoy the way you look. Yeah.
0: Yeah. What's wrong with that?
1: Well, somebody who likes it, I guess.
0: Everybody likes it, Frank. Just not you. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. Because I have taste. (laughs) <laughs> I I am very much looking forward to this expansion past content though, and I, I was sort of hoping that they were gonna give us a little bit more than just the Galarian Slowpoke to hold us over till June. I was thinking maybe some of the customization options would have been introduced now or maybe like one little piece of new content, but I'm willing to wait for June. I think that there's still enough in Sword and Shield as a baseline game that those who didn't just blast through it in like a few days, like Frank did, are gonna have enough to hold them over until June still, before the expansion passes yeah. But I, but I know you're still in like the post game stuff, and there's a lot of stuff to do after the fact. So uh, I, I think releasing the first set in June and then the next set in November is a good trade-off for for the expansion pass content trade-off i'd I'd be in a lot better spot if people would trade pokemon with me well that's because sean and i it's funny i was actually talking to sean about this while playing dbd because sean and i are the two that bought pokemon sword you and kyle the two that have finished the game and are waiting to trade bought pokemon shield so you did it wrong (laughs) i'm sitting on i'm sitting on two
1: boxes worth of pokemon to trade off with you guys
0: Yeah, we should have Sean should have got shield and I think Kyle should have got sword. (laughs) Didn't think that uh, I thought for sure Sean would play more than me. I I thought for sure he was going to put more time into Pokemon. I didn't realize he was going to have a lot of like other, you know, life stuff going on that was going to keep him from playing the game. I promise I will get back. How dare you have a life? (laughs) I I am going to get back to this game eventually, and uh, I, I will ensure that I'm able to trade with both you and Kyle so that way we can get our Pokédexes under control. Um, The last thing I want to talk about here real quick, though, is the thing that they kind of just glossed over Pokemon home. They briefly just mentioned that Pokemon home is going to be releasing sometime next month in February. This is the uh, the system, the cloud based storage solution that is going to enable us to trade Pokemon in between games now. So it's releasing on the switch, iOS and Android devices when it comes out next month. And that's what is I'm
1: thinking. That's what I really want to see is, like, yeah, it, it's going to be like on your, your phone as well. Can I trade with you over my phone?
0: Yeah, that's that'd be huge. That would be huge if so. So it's going to allow players to connect with all Pokemon games. So it includes the 3DS games through Pokemon Bank, Pokemon Go, Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu, and Let's Go Eevee and Pokemon Sword and Shield. Allowing for players to store all their Pokemon in one place. It's sort of like what the Pokemon bank was on the 3DS, but just, you know, it's enabling everything now. So although it enables and this is like the major issue that a lot of people have with it, although the utility connects with all games that you can only transfer Pokemon into Sword and Shield. You can't transfer Pokemon into other games. You could transfer Pokemon into Pokemon Home, but because this is a new service and Pokemon Sword and Shield are the two games that came out since the service is being released, you can only transfer Pokemon into Sword and Shield. Even and, you only put, tra- and you can only transfer Pokemon that are actually in Sword and Shield into Sword and Shield. Into Sword and Shield. Correct. Yes. Uh, so you, okay. w- even though you can put all of your Pokemon from the Pokemon bank into Pokemon home to have like a complete collection in Pokemon home. If the Pokemon isn't available in Sword and Shield, you cannot transfer it into Sword and Shield. Now, when the expansion pass content releases and they add new Pokemon, Frank, you might be able to put some of your Pokemon from Pokemon Home into the game before you even catch it.
1: That's the only, p- so, so, I dare to say, problem I have with this. Okay. Is, that, is I do have a lot of Pokemon in Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon. I think that
0: is the most recent one, right? i Am not crazy? Ultra Sun, Ultra Shield was the most recent before uh, okay. Sword and Shield. Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon. I, I think I said Ultra Shield. <laughs> so I, ha- I have Ultra Sun uh,
1: and I have these Pokemon who I've taken through the generations. Um, they're going to be sitting at home for a while until they let me bring them over, though. Like, that's how it is. And I can't even I can't even shoot them back. Uh, I also have to empty out my Pokemon bank because I haven't paid for that subscription in a couple of years. And they at the very least let you take
0: your stuff back. Oh, do they do? Do they allow you to take your stuff out of it without having to pay for it? Yes.
1: So if it's there, you're not they're not locked away from you, but you can't put anything into it.
0: Okay, so you you want to make sure you transfer everything out of that to Pokemon Home for sure. Yeah. Um, according to Serebii, you know one of the more popular Pokemon websites. Uh, it it says here. I, I usually use that or Bulbapedia. Uh, It says here that Pokemon Home is going to allow the capability of trading with friends and others around the world directly through the Pokemon Home app. So it sounds like you and I'll be able to trade on our phones.
1: Oh, my God. These trades will actually happen now.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's, it's one thing to ask you to trade. You know, you have to go get your switch. But now you have,
2: you have yeah, no make excuse. Right, no excuse right at the tip of your
0: fingers. No freaking excuse at this point. Exactly. So I, I am looking forward to home, even though I don't have a ton of Pokemon to transfer into it. Uh, Frank, you and I were just recently talking because I told you some of the games that I was trying to finish for my game challenge update over these next two months. Uh, you know, Mario Odyssey and the, the both Pokemon games. But I, I do want to get Pokemon under control because I want to get my complete Pokedex and let's go and so. Forward. and I know I need to get back to let I think for a fact you have every Pokemon for me for let's go <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Uh, I, I just need to actually finish that game. And any Pokemon I don't have by the time I finish it, I'm pretty sure you, are, you I, I have think, one for I, me I to think, trade.
1: I think, I think those are two games I told you you had to finish was Let's Go because I need you to, get, to beat the end game to get that one Pokemon. Uh, and
0: then I need and you which have... one is that? That's the um, which one too. do I need to get you in Let's Go? Uh,
1: let's Go. I have everything yeah. already.
0: Oh, you right. so I don't have to worry about anything for Let's Go.
1: Yeah, I finished that one out because, you know, I couldn't wait for you anymore. Yeah.
0: Um... <laughs> <laughs> But anything, anything I don't have by the end of Let's Go, I'm just going to hit you up and we're gonna have a trade because I, I do. I do want to complete Pokédex for that game. So that way I can transfer everything into home. Um, but yeah, then I need to obviously work on sword as well. So I, I will get to that. But then I am going to I am going to finish my odyssey at some point over the next month or two as well. I really am. just do it. I'm going to man. It's something that's don't been on my tr- backlog forever.
1: Yes. Yesterday, yesterday you said tomorrow. OK, do it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That music right there! We haven't done this one in a few weeks. Oh, it's time for a little... Oh, yeah. Kickstart my heart. Hope it never stopped, even though it did stop uh, for a few weeks there, because we didn't have anything on Kickstarter, man. It just... Uh, during the holidays, a lot of studios aren't putting their games on Kickstarter because they know a lot of people aren't checking Kickstarter and they want to make sure when they put something on there that it gets funded. <laughs> yeah, true. So we talked a lot about Metroidvanias early on in the episode. We talked about Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order and Hollow Knight. Let's keep the train rolling with another Metroidvania. This is a 2D action platformer game teeming with lush pixels featuring ability based progression paired with RPG elements. It's coming out for PC and Nintendo Switch. The name of the game is Ruby the Wayward Mira. Ruby the Wayward Mira is a 2D action platformer game based in a lush pixel world where science and magic come together. Featuring ability-based progression, Ruby is a Metroidvania at its core, but features non-linear gameplay with multiple playstyles and endings. Guide Ruby, a Mira stranded on the alien world of Earth in her quest to awaken the bridge between worlds, open a portal back to her homeworld of Casimir, and save her people from extinction. Casimir is a dying planet. Ages ago, three perfect singularities of mana gave birth to the progenitors of Casimir. They weaved their power throughout the veins of the planet, giving birth to all life in the world and the Mira. For a time, life flourished and grew to every corner of the world. The Mira continued to build on this power. Great civilizations grew unchecked until the power began to dim. The planet was at its limit. The ancient power bestowed by the progenitors had reached its bound, but the Mira refused to accept their fate and continued to draw on the last reserves of Casimir. A great ruin washed across the lands. Ash and dust stripped bare the once verdant landscape and all of life retreated into what refuge it could find. Refuge. It could find. Now searching for answers before all is lost, the Mira face a difficult future. In Ruby, the dying fantasy world of Casimir and the world of near-future Earth fuse violently as the Large Hadron Collider's secret experiments force the two realities to entangle. That's kind of neat. It's the Mandela effect. Yeah, it's kind of (laughs) neat. What is a calamity for Earth is salvation for Casimir, or so it seems at first. You play as Ruby, a Mira unable to use magic, suddenly thrust into a world with an overabundance of it. What grants her strength overwhelms the other Mira, driving them mad with power at first, eventually falling feral. Ruby's driving goal is to reunite with her family on Casimir by restarting the Large Hadron Collider, but the Feral Mira have other plans. So, first of all, I really like the concept of this game. Dealing with, like, the Large Hadron Collider, things that actually exist in modern, you know, like, sci-fi type stuff, like modern things no. that our scientists are working on.
1: No, that's a real thing. It's that's me. what I, am
0: that's what I, yeah, but it's like modern sci-fi. Like, I know it's not fiction, no, no. but it's, not sci-fi. It's, it's modern sci but it's not, I, but I, but I, you get what I mean. It's not fiction, <laughs> but it's something that actually exists. It's something that we are working on and a lot of people are scared of for good reason. The Large Hadron Collider is something to legitimately fear. Because
1: they destroyed the world already and uh, <laughs> <everything's laughs> okay, hey, it's Berenstein Bears, not Berenstein. okay?
0: <laughs> oh, man. The uh what is it? The uh the Statue of Liberty is not on Liberty Island, it's on whatever it is, I don't know. What's the other what's the other island there in New York, Frank, that the Statue of Liberty is said it's to on be on? It's on Liberty Island. Huh? It's on Liberty Island. It's yes, on Ellis but, Island. Yeah, exactly. That's what it was. People think it's on Ellis Island, but it's not, it's on Liberty Island. But people swear and people have pictures of it on Ellis Island. <laughs> The um, the large Hadron Collider is something to fear. It can cause black holes to start. It can cause the end of the world and one thing that just one blink of an eye and we're done. We don't even know it like someone fucks up. We're screwed. But this game looks so good. This game looks so good. There's a demo that I downloaded prior to the episode because I wanted to play through what is currently available. And I had so much fun. Like, this is the other game that I put some time into this week. I probably played it for about three or four hours, just messing around, doing different things, checking out some of the abilities, checking out the way that you can upgrade your character. This is a game that I think is going to do really well. Do you have 2000 dollars (laughs) No. Why? We're not pledging $2,500. I don't have that much money. Brian,
1: we could could design a minor item, a major item, a boss, and a level.
0: Yeah, do it, Frank. Plus, your name can be in the credits. Boom. Like my name could be the credits for cheaper.
2: Yeah, that's what to say. I think a, <laughs> the $20, get your name
0: in the credits?
2: Yeah, <laughs> the first tier. Plus I mean, yeah. <laughs> a copy of the game, all I care
0: about. Yeah. I don't even just design a level or design a boss. You're the one that always wants to do that stuff. So if you have $2,500, I'm sure they'd appreciate it.
1: I was asking for the level down games, petty funds. The, yeah, not, well, not between, happening. Between, the, between the five, sure you guys could definitely... Uh, <laughs> uh, so this
2: right now is what, PC only, but if they hit 17,000, they'll put it on Switch? Yeah, that's what it looks like. So
0: if we look at their, uh, if we go uh, down 15, and look 000. at their their stretch goals, which yeah. are somewhere on here.
2: I think it's right towards the top.
0: Is it towards the top? Yeah. There it is. Yep. Yeah. So they're initially looking for $12,000, which they are close to. They're literally less than $800 away of their $12,000 goal uh, with 338 backers. Still 25 days to go. So it's easily going to make the goal. It's probably going to make it before we finish recording. Not before we finish recording, but before the end of the day today, it's probably going to hit their goal of 12000 At 15,000, they're going to put it on the switch. Yeah. And that's kind of where I want to play it at.
2: Yeah, that's kind of, I'm beginning to sense a trend. that might be Metroidvania games. might be. Uh, the, oh, the
0: Switch, the Switch is a great platform for Metroidvania, yes, man. It really is.
2: Yes, it's, exactly. It's a great platform for Metroidvanias. So hopefully. This actually uh, might be the first game I back on Kickstarter.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> that's that's why we do this. That's why we do this. I'd like to see if any of us actually back no, it. I, uh,
2: I love it. Like I said, I'm beginning to sense a theme like preference that I'm enjoying Metroidvania games. There's something that I really love you know outside my looter shooter so uh yeah. yeah i think this is gonna be the first game i'm gonna back nice right, frank, frank about, this team is actually based in new york as well frank
1: how about for 400 bucks we could design a major item and we get void into the game
0: no <laughs> <laughs> not for me i mean if you want to if you want to back and you want to fund it man i'm sure they'd appreciate uh, it but i just don't have the saying, money why keep you keep saying you when i say we <laughs> i just don't have the money because because me i don't have the money and I and I am leveling out games for the most part. <laughs> I just I just don't have that money. Let's talk a little bit about her attacks. So Ruby's attacks, as well as the obstacles she faces, are inspired by the particle physics experiments that merged Casimir and Earth. So we have the beam weapon, which is a particle. Uh, it's alpha, beta and gamma particles. Uh, basic upgrades to your beam weapon, increasing the range, damage and allowing for charging, which is kind of neat. That's one of the al- weapons that is in the uh, the demo. The neutrino phase is a dash option that can be used to bypass thin terrain, dodge incoming hazards, or increase jump length. Uh, Chained phases are possible by upgrading your mana capacity. That's also in the demo. So that's also really fun to mess around with. It allows you to get through, like, steel beams and walls and, you know, like it says, increase your jump length. So if you're trying to jump to a platform, you can eventually learn how to double jump. It's also in the demo. And then double jump and then dash into the actual other stuff. So, yeah, this this demo is pretty extensive. It's actually really... uh, it's a big demo. <laughs> uh, the beam sword also in the demo gives lets Ruby uh, have a concentrated version of her particle beam out of her mana class for high power at a close range. So it's how you can, you know, because the uh, the beam weapon is a, a range weapon where you can stand back and shoot, but it doesn't go across the entire screen. So it does have a, a limit to its length, whereas the beam sword allows you to stand up near and close to enemies and, and strike from from close range, uh, allowing for ground combos and aerial strikes. Uh, it's it's pretty good for close up threats. We also have the the, are you nice? You'll like it. You also have the Graviton, which is another beam weapon, a slow moving projectile that deals damage over time, can be activated a second time to dash to its current location. Uh, And then there's optional power ups, find enhancement to Ruby's abilities hidden within the game. Upgrade the particle beam with splash damage or power up your melee attack to cleave through uh, enemy projectiles. There's also an ability tree where you are going around the world collecting strings, the building blocks of all things. Spend these as materials to synthesize uh, permanent upgrades for Ruby along mana, health and attack paths. So I like I said, it's very much in Metroidvania where you are having to upgrade your weapons, upgrade your abilities to backtrack, to get to different locations, things that you weren't able to access before. It's a fun game. I highly recommend downloading the demo if you're intrigued by Metroidvanias. Uh, Again, the name of the game is Ruby the Wayward Mira. Uh, the cheapest way to get involved with this game is for 20 US dollars, get you a digital copy of the game and your name in the credits and they're saying the game's coming out this year they're saying estimated yeah. delivery for December 2020 so I, I like some of the like the artwork that they're showing off in this, it's a very good Kickstarter campaign, uh, the way that it was put together some of the artwork's incredible looking uh, some of the little cows that we get to see, like, some of the snowy areas there. Some of the bosses look really oh my cool. God, there's a dog
2: in the game, and you can pet dog. I was about him. to say, I saw the dog at the end. Yeah, yeah. and
0: you can you can pet the dog.
2: <laughs> Boom, I'm in right now just because there's a dog in
0: the game. <laughs> the, uh, the music is being handled by Jeff Myers. who uh, goes by the name of Just Jeff on, uh, like, social media and that kind of stuff. J-B-S-T-J-E-O-F-F. Uh, There's one track available to listen to on the Kickstarter campaign. It's really well done. The demo in certain areas doesn't have music in it. So I think that some of the obviously some of the music isn't done. But from what's there, it's pretty catchy and it's pretty good. I hope it makes it this time. Has it been on there before? Yeah, two years ago, this one failed. Oh, uh, well, really? It's it's not gonna fail, Frank. It's no, literally, it's definitely. Literally yeah. eight hundred less or seven hundred and seventy dollars from from making it. If they can't do that in twenty five days, something's wrong. I was gonna say, I think it's actually
2: gone <laughs> up forty bucks since we started uh, started
0: recording. Yeah, so. That's uh that's a good sign. So hopefully this one makes it. Yeah, check it out, Kickstarter.com again. Me, was that you and me
1: was that backing it because I pledged? Oh, did
0: you? <laughs> no, I don't think I don't think Dan's pledged yet, but
2: <laughs> No, I will be I'm I'm actually looking at the different tiers. Um, check out the demo. Download the yeah, demo. Check yeah, it out I do that. Yeah, we'll check do Check it
0: out. Yeah, Kickstarter.com, the name of the game is Ruby the Wayward Mira. But that is going to bring us to the close of the show this week. Final words. uh, We give them to Dan last week. I will give final words uh, since Kyle's not here. We'll give them to Frank. What's the final words, Frank? Fuck you, Kyle. uh... (laughs) All right. Well, that's going to do it for this week.
2: (laughs) (laughs) uh, Short and sweet.
0: Whenever
1: I get the mic, I always like to, pro, you know, kind of talk about what we're doing next. Are uh, we doing an episode of BG Mania? We're going to be highlighting the music of Octopath Traveler.
0: So freaking good. I really think this is going to go down as one of our best episodes of all time, if not our best.
1: I love that soundtrack. We've only picked, I think, one or two tracks in the past from it. So you're going to three. have a nice we
0: picked three. Three. There you go, yep.
1: three. So you're going to have 16 brand new tracks for your listening pleasure. Uh, enjoy. You know, join us. Interact with us. I'm on Discord sometimes these guys are in discord a whole lot more
0: yeah we are <laughs> we're always in it's there all, it, 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 it,
1: it's it's only because my, my my job blocks that web server which is crazy whatever wow. that's uh, weird that's yeah. weird
0: that's weird all right uh, well oh,
1: oh, 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 also special love goes out to avenger what's up buddy yeah
0: jessica just jessica just got home so he's ready to come out of the <laughs> studio so he's sitting over there at the door just waiting <laughs> But that is going to do it for this week. We want to thank you for sticking with us and listening to another episode of Max Level Made Possible by LevelDownGames.com. And thanks again to Dance with the Dead for all the awesome music. Regardless of the podcast service you're listening through, be sure to share your support by leaving a rating and a review, especially if you're listening through Apple Podcasts. We'd also be grateful if you're dropping over to our YouTube channel. That's YouTube.com forward slash LevelDownGames. Subscribe to us there, and if you haven't already, while you're at it, hit up Twitch.tv forward slash LevelDownGames and click that follow button. Dan, you are also on Twitch. Twitch Twitch.tv forward slash... What is it?
2: K-R-A-I-Z-D-11. Crazed D-11. That is correct. Yes, I stream, uh, yeah, most nights, most nights, Monday and Thursdays are days, but pretty much every other day.
0: The crazy crazy D energy drink coming soon to a We're uh, working store on it. near We're you. working on it. We are working <laughs> on it. I'm trying to get into, in contact with G Fuel right now. Yep. <laughs> so make sure you go over there, check them uh, out streaming Hollow Knight. Make sure you click that follow button. And uh, if you have the free Twitch primes, click the subscribe button as well. Oh, thank you for that stalking us on social media is perfectly acceptable. Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook will be the place to do so. Check the description box for the appropriate links. Until next week, keep gaming experience until you reach Max! 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 Level! Level! Yeah. We don't have Sean, we don't have uh, Kyle, we, have, we, have, we don't have any of the, uh, we just have Frank. I know, uh, yeah, my two weeks in a row for me. Frank just says stupid shit after the credits. Yeah, really Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: That's it. I quit. My first three-man show.
0: Thank God! Yeah, your first three-man show. Maybe, maybe one day you'll be having your first uh, two-man show. Oh, That'd just, just me and record. you. Just what me and you. That'd be great. Yeah, I think it's uh, well. <laughs> to save me from the
2: hell